0: Here, listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and we're at the Showcase Theater with Resilience. And, uh, yeah, what's your name and what do you do in Resilience?
1: Uh, Scott, I ba- play bass and yell at people and all that fun stuff.
0: Hey, I'm Spite, I play guitar
2: and drink beer. <laughs>
3: uh Fury, I yell at people. Uh,
0: drums and yelling. Yep. What's your name?
3: Johnny, sorry. He doesn't have a name. We call (laughs) him a (laughs) machine.
0: So, does resilience mean what it's supposed to mean, or did you guys give it a new meaning?
3: It actually means, like, two things, aside from the fact that it already means, like, you know, to be able to come back and and, and continue fighting, you know, if something's trying to push you down or whatever, socially speaking, you know, like never give in, that type of idea. But there was also, I think, like, where we first heard it, and we were kind of talking about it super long, like, before the the band existed, I'll go. There was this thing um, in Vegas where they killed uh, this guy that was kind of like the leader of the, the sharp movement that was in Vegas. Um, this black guy, and he was killed by a bunch of Nazis. And to protest and show that that didn't make any difference you know, to, to their movement or their fight against the racist Nazis that were in Vegas that at the time were really bad. They, um, they just named this day like a, a holiday against it, like their own like you know, self-proclaimed day. They called it Resilience Day and they they marched in the streets. They stayed up all night long and made like big anti-swastikas, you know, and big sharp patches, Trojan patches and stuff. Um, And they marched the streets to show that they weren't scared of the people who killed their friend. And they named that day Resilience Day. I don't know if it ever happened like again, you know, like the next year or whatever, but it was kind of like, it was just kind of a cool thing. So we saw it and we were talking about it like a long time ago. And then somehow, somehow it just ended up becoming
0: the band name, you know? So how long ago did this happen?
3: Well, when we saw that, that was, like, shit, like, in the, yeah, like, 96, 97. There's probably, like, proof of it somewhere, but it's kind of buried, you know what I mean? So I guess we're, like, the only people that know.
0: (laughs) Is that about the time when the band started, or did it start later?
3: Well, I actually lived with Spite. We lived in this crazy-ass cockroach-infested slum house that had, like, windows missing, and it was just, like, insane. It was, like, falling apart. And he was always playing guitar, and I was always, like, writing songs in the other room messing around so we were like we weren't really planning to be a band later on but we were kind of just messing around and we ended up you know first song, the very first song
2: was it no religion
3: no I think it beat for the beaten was like at least like one of the very first ones it was like the first or second you know what it might have been was the piss poor anthem actually we were messing around and we were actually chanting things like out of our cars back and forth to each other and we like went to like a restaurant ate and then it sounded cool so we, we wrote more songs to go on top of it, like on a napkin. And it sounded good. And then we were like, fuck, man. Maybe we should play this or something, you know? It's kind of like, it didn't, really, it didn't really solidify quickly. It just kind of like slowly happened. And then we had all these different friends of ours that wanted to play music really bad, and we were all super broke and poor. And we all had like shitty jobs, and we were just barely getting by. And there was this place that, uh, there was only one place in the town we lived in where you, know, you could actually rent it and not get harassed by the cops and play and stuff. And so we all, actually our guitarist that ended up being our guitarist at the time, our other second guitarist, because we had two guitarists in the beginning, he actually, I think he stole some money from work. He worked at a gas station to come up with like the lump sum, because we could never afford like the lump sum of, it wasn't that much either, I think it was only like two hundred fifty bucks. What happened to that second guitarist? He was, he was in the band a while ago, but we ended up having to get rid of him and our other bass player, our original bass player, because we were actually back to our original five members for a while. But... Um, you know it's just it's one of those things like it takes a lot to be in a band it takes a lot of like responsibility and responsibility's not fun you know you got to buy your, your stuff you got to come to practice you know it's like a job to some degree you
2: have to dedicate yourself a lot you know there's a lot of motivation that's involved and if you're not totally motivated then you're basically just pulling the weight of you know the weakest person
3: definitely we try to be like pretty democratic too so like when we're making music we kind of have, like, an idea. Somebody will come up with an idea. And then we kind of, like, <clears throat> build the song around that kind of, you know. So if somebody's being kind of, like, just really unmotivated and not putting any... Or negative. In, or negative. yeah. Not putting any energy into it at all, then it's like, you know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't make sense.
2: Like, group sound is it's... Everyone's involved. Everyone has their ideas. And we are pretty receptive to criticism on each other.
3: And we were born to rock. <laughs> yeah, that happens too.
0: Now, while you mentioned that one of your first songs was the Piss Poor Anthem or Beat for the Beaten, yeah. am I right? Yeah, yeah. Which one was first?
3: I think the Piss Poor Anthem might have been,
0: but it wasn't I written. One
3: time DIY was one of the early ones. I remember him
1: telling me one time DIY was one of the early ones too.
3: I'm not the thing is, is some of the songs that we ended up making later, like I had like little bits of lyrics here and there and stuff that we would just like had around. Like floating, you know, like you drum on the seat of your car and like sing the lyrics to the so- some song that doesn't exist, you know. Or like I'd come over into Spice Room sometimes and he'd be playing riff and I'd ask him about this or that. And then we'd kind of just mess around. So it was like we were almost like all going to be in a band, but we didn't really realize it, you know what I mean? It was like kind of shaping, forming.
0: How'd you guys come up with all your nicknames?
3: Oh, they're all different. We didn't just like sit down and come up with nicknames or anything like that. This is a paper.
1: Shit, what can we do? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, what's your? Uh, how did yours come about? Mine,
1: I don't even remember, man. It's yeah. like a long time. It's just kind of stuck. What's that? I think. So since you know, I think since. I think it was just from some girl. I think is what it
0: was. Probably most likely. Ah. Yeah.
3: Toy. Yeah. But, but I
0: remember. Since you, since you know, Fury uh, recognize or remembers, what? How did you come up with yours?
3: Oh, uh, mine. Mine is kind of like, kind of funny. It, it's basically like when I was younger and we used to hang out in the downtown area, of of um the town where we live and then sometimes you go out to the bay area and stuff the bigger bigger more like urban areas a lot of times you'd meet like just weird crazy crazy ass people in the middle of the night and um, whatever you know and you sometimes you you'd think you're never going to see him again anyway so you just tell him like some random name or whatever And i used to draw art on a lot of my pictures that was like you know a totally different name so i just told this bum that one time and he ended up coming down to our town he was screaming it in the square and, and I was like, what the hell? And some friends of mine were like, dude, that guy. I think that guy's trying to talk to you. And I realized it, you know? And they teased me about it a bunch and stuff. And I kind of, like, adopted it because it was kind of funny, but not quite. And it just slowly kind of, like, worked its way in there, you know? And I, I kind of always liked the idea of, of making yourself, instead of just letting the world make you a product, you know? Like a lot of Native American cultures, they take, and whatever you're, whatever you're good at or if something happens to you in your life, you know, they'll, uh, they'll end up naming you that later on. You know what I mean? Like... Well, this guy's, you know, he he fought against some bear or whatever, so we call you like fights with bear. You know what I mean? So, so kind of it works.
2: Thought there were names when they were born. Yeah, like two dogs something. Yeah.
3: Well. <laughs> In our society, yeah, you just get a name and that's it. It's your name, so whatever.
0: Now you mentioned you like to do art. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Notice you have like quite a bit of art work on your body. Where, where, where? Noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you not been able to, uh, or where, is there any spot where you have not been able to uh, get a tattoo on? Uh,
3: I haven't tried to get all, all the spots in my body tattooed yet. You tattoo your nose, dude. I'm I you don't know. think there's any what spot the that ass? I wouldn't.
0: Get the
3: ass I'll probably get my ass tattooed eventually. I don't give a shit.
2: Actually,
3: I, <laughs> I want to get Pac-Man, like
1: just a level of Pac-Man tattooed on my ass. I think that'd be sweet. <laughs> if you
2: want to impress me, get your rib cage tattooed.
0: Yeah.
2: He's got a rib cage. Tattooed. I mean, like, you have to open up your chest, get the bones tattooed. Uh, uh, that would be an interesting-looking tattoo.
0: <laughs> well, since we've been talking so much, let's take a listen to one of the songs. You mentioned Beat for the Beaten was one of the, one of the earlier songs. What is the meaning behind that one?
3: That song's, um, <clears throat> like, the beaten is basically just, like, like all the working-class people that, like, like, struggle to survive, you know, and barely get by all the time. So it's just kind of like a song for them. Like, this song's dedicated to, like, the working-class people that just barely get by and work all the time and bust their ass till it pretty much, like, the day they die and pretty much don't get much out of it, you know what I mean? If they're lucky, they, like, basically can, like, get enough, you know, food and everything and somebody will take care of them when they're, like, you know, when they're going out, when they're dying, when they're shitting in diapers or something like that, you know? and and Because and the, the country doesn't really take care of them, you know? Like, people get, like... 300 bucks a month or something to try to live on so it's a pretty bad state Death and taxes. <laughs> but it's kind of just like it's just kind of like a, a song to dedicate because I mean we, we kind of came from that I mean we didn't kind of we, we definitely came from that reality of like busting your ass and still barely having like food and working 40 hours or like even more like the place that me and him lived in a long time ago it was just like it was him. Uh, spite, sorry it was just like a shithole you know And then, like, you get your rent money, you pay it, and you have a little bit of money to live on. You know, if you have a car, if you're even lucky enough to have a car, it fucking breaks down. You know, it's just, like, a struggle, an uphill struggle all the way. And it still is an uphill struggle for us all the time. Like, when we went on this tour, all these guys, we literally are all broke right now. Like, we we had to spend our money, all of our money, to get here and make these shirts and everything. We're literally broke. So it's, like, that's how it is, you know. So it's a struggle, and so... Punk mm. rock, it doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. no, well, I think it's sure. something
2: that you know a lot of walks of life, not just punk rockers. Oh yeah. But, well yeah. Uh, it's not not just punk rockers, but all walks of life can you know yeah. as, to associate with that. You oh, know, yeah, working your large. working your fingers to the bone and still living in a shithole.
1: It's good to remember that there's always a lot of people that have it like like ten thousand worse yeah worse time worse than you do you know so it's. It's kind of like, that's also kind of what the song is for too, it's, you know, it's, it's you know kind of like a fist up, you know, like rising above for everyone else. Who
0: so in summary, it's pretty much like a song about the working class. Yeah,
3: it's basically like having a sense of pride in yourself, regardless of the fact that you don't have a bunch of whatever society tells you you're supposed to have, and you're, barely, you're still like totally at the bottom, you know, like you still have yourself, you know, so that's kind of mostly what it's about.
0: Okay, well, let's take a listen to that song, Beat for the Beaten. And you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're at the Showcase Theater with Resilience, and let's see how long my voice can last for. (laughs) Welcome back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me Jack and we're here at the Showcase Theater with Resilience. And uh I see you guys played after the headliner Funeral Dress tonight. What's up with that?
3: Uh, we're <laughs> we're late as usual. It's the first day on our tour. So there's all the stuff that you have to like get figured out back at your house and sometimes it gets kind of crazy. We all the, all these guys here actually have a lot a lot more responsibility than like a normal job that you just like clock in and out of. You know what I mean like he pretty much runs a print shop. he works with me, he pretty much almost like runs the shop that I own and then I 'm like running around like a uh, crackhead all the time, like taking care of stuff and then he's self employed he does like all kinds of just like contracting type stuff, yeah painting building all kinds of crazy stuff so we're all really busy people outside of our biz- outside of our band we're like already super busy so it 's like when you have to leave town for you know three you know three weeks a month something like that it's like there's a lot of shit you have to take care of. And then stuff can happen, so it's kind of crazy. And we also make all our own merch, so we are printing a lot of it, like, all the way until the minute that we left, literally.
1: A lot of what can get really stressful, too, like, going back to the fact that he was saying that, you know, there's the shop, too, subculture and everything, you know, it's like running running the said business, for like, from the road, too, is, is always kind of, a, it's kind of a weird pain in the ass. <laughs> well, I think
0: he An interesting a, challenge.
2: He <laughs> has the most responsibility out of, out of all of us, because he's trying to do everything himself, and... Which is great, but it doesn't always pan you out. You
3: bastard.
0: <laughs> you should see the expression on his face. <laughs>
3: his, his boss freaks out when he leaves too because he pretty much runs the whole place. So they have to get other people in there. and it's, it's a mess. I'm going to have no, to find going. a new
1: job when I get home. And <laughs>
0: well, for, Fortunately, this is radio and nobody can see who's him and who's he. <laughs> but anyways, you guys mentioned that you, got, or you, you, you had a new song that you sang on stage and nobody would know what the song, or how it sounded like, or whatever. Is that going to be on the new album, and yeah. what is the name of the new album?
3: It's called Fight For Your Mind.
0: When's that coming out?
3: Three days. <laughs> it's, already, it's already basically done. It's just we're waiting to get it. It's going to get shipped to us on the road. We wanted to have it here at this show, but, you
0: know. never happens.
3: <laughs> nah, it, w- it was close. It was pretty good, but the art, and then you have a problem with this or that, and all the hard has to be digitized. That go through a lot more steps than people realize when they pick up a CD and you just look at it, so much stuff has to be done to it. Like, it has to be put into all kinds of computer formats and things and then sent to this person and that person, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot more than you'd realize. A lot more than I realized when I used to get albums.
0: What'd you say?
1: I said putting together the new one, you know, like a whole album and art and for it and everything, you know, and everything gets kind of stressful at times, you know. And We we're, we're on kind of a, you know, we tried to crunch it, you know, the time down to it pretty quickly, you know, so we tried to have it here, and unfortunately we couldn't have it, but...
0: But, uh,
2: yeah, we don't yeah. want to just release crap, you know. <laughs> we want to give, give people something good yeah. that we want to listen to ourselves, you know.
0: So what should people expect on this album? What kind of a message? It's kind of a
2: variety of, of different things, but it's basically, you know, there's integrity, there's, you know, revolutionary, like he was talking about, you know, and, and then there's, there's fun stuff, you there's know. There's like underground, you know, song for the underground, and, we got, you know, like, reggae, ska-type song pirate for Pirate Song. It's
3: got a lot of weird shit going on. We're kind of trying to, like, get out of the construct of the fact that punk rock is exactly just one thing. Because we, you know, we're punk rockers, and we listen to, like, different types of things, and we like different types of things about the world we live in, not just anything that's just punk rock, you know what I mean? Like, we like pirate stuff. So we are like, fuck, let's write a pirate song, like, for fun at the end of our album. We are not even going to list it on the track, but we wrote it. And it turned out we were really happy with it. You know what I mean? It's fun. And it still has a little bit to say in there. It's kind of like under underlying. You know, it's about some character. But it came out came out cool. And we wrote a kind of ska reggae song that turns into kind of almost like a hardcore heavier song halfway through. And that song is all about revolutionaries that have lived and died and that are still living today and stuff. So The new, uh, the,
1: the new sound, you know, on the new album is a lot kind of, a lot of it's a lot heavier than it's ever been on the you know, on the last couple albums. It's a lot more like... I think I think kind of what it is is it kind of like re, sort of reflects like a lot of our own personal opinions and and ways we see the world you know and but also also like a lot of the you know the fun stuff we had too like the pirate song and, and everything and, but uh, it, it's definitely there's a lot to a lot of that to expect it's a bit heavier it's a bit more kind of like you know a more blatant it's a little bit more of a blatant like even more blatant fuck you to some things than
0: than other things yeah now, earlier you guys were mentioning something about the album art. Was there anything significant about the album art you wanted to talk about?
3: Um, about what it is? I mean, it's basically just a fist, you know, like, fist in the air, like any different type of revolutionary movement or anybody, you know? Like, you know, the Black Panthers are people just doing, like, free speech movements, like, way back in the day in the 60s, you know, and stuff. Yeah, well, they're still doing it, obviously, yeah, but I think a lot of that type of stuff is getting left out of a lot of punk rock, like the actual revolutionary stuff, you know, that's, like, serious. Yeah, it's kind of like a lot of people are losing sight that it's, it's not, that it's not just fun. It's not just music. And it can be. For some people, it is just fun and that, just music. And that's, that's cool, too. But for us, it's like, you know, we have a little bit more to say about it. You know what I mean? And you live your life in the world every day, you know? You can't just have fun every single day. There's shit going on all around you that affects you whether you realize it or not. You know, so it's like a, there's a struggle all the time, you know? Everything you do is is a decision, you know, in your life. And so... I think there's a lot of pressure coming on with like the government that we have, and third world countries like staying the way they're staying, and just all kinds of crazy shit. And so I think that's coming out in not just our album, but like a lot of our friends' bands too, like Pressure Point. Their album, their new album, is really it's all about like stand up, like right now, you know, like fuck this shit. You know, it's pretty serious. So I think you're seeing a lot of bands kind of get up and say like we we need a change. We need to not just talk, but we need some kind of change, some kind of solution not necessarily like bloody revolution in the streets but just people saying no to certain things and yes to other things possibly and like actually giving a shit you know putting their ass on the line about it like you see a lot of people protesters and different stuff people do direct action and it does make a difference slow but it makes a difference you know like you have to put your ass on the line you have to get like get your hands dirty kind of so we're trying to express that feeling like mixed in with the music and still have fun but keep it like kind of revolutionary you know
2: See the you know, possibilities that are, you know, that were were handed, you know, like, if you think you only have this possibility, you know, but really there's infinite possibilities and there are no problems. There's only solutions.
0: You mentioned a little bit of, about fun. Is touring fun or is it more work than fun? <laughs> it's,
2: it's It's the latter. <laughs> it's the latter. We do have a lot of fun when we finally get to the shows, and kids are, you know, they talk to us, and they're just happy that we're there. That's what makes it worthwhile, you know, to us. Uh, otherwise, no, it's, there's a lot of work involved. I there's know, I a think lot. Tour of, is a lot of fun. Lot myself. Of
3: depends on the person, yeah. Too tour is really weird. Like I would say, tour is fun in retrospect. Like, man, I can't believe that happened. That was great, you know. But while it's happening, a lot of times it's pretty serious. Sometimes you know, where you're sleeping or what you're eating or where you're, how you're getting there or if, you're, if your van's working very well or not, or people literally like gangs, different types of the country, you know. So taking care of yourself is like a really big priority. It's something to like
1: really keep your mind on when you're on tour. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's
0: to break out of the normality of working every day. You know, you get to go on tour. It's like a different kind of break that routine everyday work thing. Get to go out and, you know, check out different scenes that are in different states and different cities. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's, the, that's the plus side of it. The, yeah. I think the worst thing for me is having to look at all the people and looking, you know, like, especially, like, skinheads and whatnot. You know, like, I like skinheads and stuff, but you have to, like, almost, like, decipher the code. Like, what are they wearing? You know, are they traditional or are they national front? And then if they are national front, then you're, like, walking on eggshells around them, and you might possibly have to fight them later on, you know. That's the scariest gets thing for me. Oh,
0: I think that stuff is quite ridiculous.
3: (laughs) It is ridiculous, but those people take it really seriously, and they're like, we've gotten into fights with them before, where they wanted to kill us—bloody fights with them. You know what I mean? Like, you have to actually like be prepared to fight these people. They won't hear no for an answer. They won't hear like, well, I just want to be me and whatever, you know. And you try to leave because you're on their turf. You're like out in Pennsylvania or someplace. Yeah, he got his face stomped in. Who's he? He got his face. Who's he? Oh, Scott. Sorry. I keep thinking because that's going on. Scott got like his face stomped in. We've had to like defend ourselves against them before. You know, like there's all cr- there's crazy stuff like that going on all the time. What's up,
0: man? So, simple. who's this guy interrupting us?
3: What's that? Oh, this <laughs> is yeah. He's yeah. stepping
0: yeah, on my wife. When you guys go on tour, do people always come up on stage and like flood the stage no, in no, all, no, all no, of the other places? A lot or of just times p- they just
2: stand around if they don't know who we are. A lot of times, they'll just stand there and, and stare at us, and afterwards, they'll go, Oh, that was good you know but what the uh, you know at the time they're not doing anything
0: how do you guys feel when people like just jump up on the stage everywhere and fill it all up and everything
2: it's great i mean we we love it you know but I'm, usually I'm usually totally when we're I'm here as as, you know, usually when we're here they're yeah. making it so we can't even play our instruments you know and if it comes you
3: know, that and then it starts to get like basically just kind of annoying like if you want to hear the music that we're trying to play and you're standing on your our guitar <laughs> It kinda makes it hard for us to play. But you we might as well just
2: listen to our C D if you're yeah, not gonna somebody. watch us play. We encourage, you know?
3: we encourage people to get like into it though if they wanna jump off the stage, grab a microphone, sing along a little bit. As long as they're actually singing like along and not just shouting something random, you know. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of funny stuff, but it's still fun, you know what I mean? It's it's fun, so I'm like I myself, like, I'm kinda of the
1: the type of person I don't really try and like, you know, usually tell like people like what to do and stuff like that. I think it's cool if you wanna jump on stage, have a bunch of fun, you know, whatever. I think I think, you know, just as long as the like the certain line of like respect of like you know, like not knocking our shit over or you know, pushing us around or so or things I like that. Just, just enough. Yeah, you know, it, that's like really the only that's like really the only part where yeah, it gets a little kind of like all right, dude, you need to like back up a little bit. But I mean, you know, like a bunch of kids jump onto the stage, dance around, you know, grab a mic or whatever, jump off, whatever, you know, kick their well, friend in the they're fucking they're face. I'm really
2: enthusiastic think. about it, and they're they like us that much, and it's not the other side, you know. At least they don't hate us.
0: That's always good. <laughs> well, let's take another listen to it. Take a listen to another song, uh, off of your first. This is your first album called. Uh, resilience never give in what went into making the logo for this album
3: the hammers are kinda like a working class type thing you know how it's got the crossed it's got the cross sledgehammers and then you know the name resilience already like we wanted to kind of clarify it you know because a lot of people don't know unfortunately they don't know you know what's this word mean so never give in is kinda like you tell people you know like don't give up like keep on fighting keep on struggling and they're like oh okay so there you go you know it's kinda like this is kind of just like our staple standard thing, like, in the beginning, like, okay, this is what we want to represent. We want to represent, like, st- like struggling and, and continuing, you know, like, fighting for what you what you want, you know, in your life, in the world, whatever, so it's just kind of real straightforward.
0: So off the CD, what's the best song that describes what you are talking about?
3: Well, there's actually a song called Resilience on there, and that's pretty much all. That's pretty much... You know, like they're they're trying to put you down, or it starts outside forces, government, whatever it may be. You know, religious. You know, people trying to get you to kind of the all, all these different people. Up. Yeah, it's kind of all in one. Yeah. Next all time this.
1: we play, we'll just play that song like thirteen times. It'll be fine.
2: You <laughs> won't even know the difference. No. Yeah. We'll just do different versions. You know, like the ska version, the <laughs> dance hall version. You know, the remix. To yeah.
0: so the all in wonder song. So let's take a listen to that song called Resilience, and you're listening to Resilience on the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, at the Showcase Theatre. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and you're listening to well, I just said we're listening to the punk rock demonstration. Anyways, we're here with Resilience at the Showcase Theater in Corona, and you just heard Resilience by Resilience. My voice is like going out. <laughs> Does your voice ever go out when you sing?
3: Oh fuck yeah! If you don't pay attention, you don't grab the right mic. These are the guys we're on tour with right here. That's that's Steph right there from Funeral Dress. <clears throat> They're all the way out here from Belgium. So they're touring with us again, and we're touring with the Ghouls from uh, Philly, Philadelphia, yeah, and Crumbums from Austin, Texas. All really good bands, all really, <laughs>
0: really time
1: touring with the Ghouls this year. It's kind of crazy. I
2: Although think. they're not here tonight, but... Yeah. Yeah,
0: what happened with the Ghouls? Uh, apparently their the band, band broke, broke down. down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Band. That's
3: a pretty typical standard problem. You're driving thousands of miles every single tour. It's kind of hard to like keep it in good shape, you know? and you're dumping like a lot of money back into it, so...
0: And if you live in Los Angeles, it takes a while to get there, and sometimes yeah. you don't even make it to the show like today or you
1: want to go on tour, make it an inevitable thing to stop at the auto shop at least once or twice.
2: <laughs> and it helps when you have friends, you know, all over the country. Like, uh, we broke down uh, outside of, what was it, Albuquerque or whatever, and we had a friend that uh, actually promoted a show for us that became our friend later on. She had to drive 30 miles out of her way, to come and get us and bring us to the show. And the next day, yeah, the next day drove us back out there, and eventually we fixed it. But Is that Katie? Yeah, Katie. Yeah. Katie from Albuquerque.
1: Katie's pretty much my, one of my favorite people in the world. I just yeah. thought I'd mention that. Yeah, you don't have
3: friends like that. Like, in the beginning when we were touring and stuff, we didn't know a lot of people out of places, you know, and it's like makes it really difficult because some of these things you almost can't do them on yourself. You know, you can't do them yourself if this happens or that happens or... Venues will get changed up super last minute. No one will even know, or something strange. You got to call somebody local and ask them if they know where the show is. They know more about it than you do half the time. You know, it's pretty crazy.
0: Makes things more exciting. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: it's it's fun. That's can it's, also it's make entertaining. It's really complicated too.
0: <laughs> no, I I know a lot of the kids are like, uh, oh resilience, sing along, or they're like a really good sing along band and lots of unity and everything like that. Do you ever think the kids are taking your messages seriously or do you think they're just listening to the music just to listen to the music?
1: We hope they're taking it seriously. (laughs) It's It's up to you to interpret it really like however you interpret it, you know, apply it to your own life. I mean, we say what we say because we feel how we feel. And, you know, if, if people kind of see it like-mindedly, then, you know, fantastic. You know, I mean, everyone, we oftentimes will have a lot of kids, you know, come up to us either before or during or after the shows and, you know, kind of like talk to us just about like the stuff that we sing about or what yeah. they think too. Because, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's it's not just like a an exchange of like what we say to them. It's also what they say to us too. We kind of, you know, it, it, it's kind of like a, a common, like equal exchange kind of thing. You know, like we... Yeah, it's, we a gathering.
3: Yeah. it's a gathering of ideas that we're expressing our views and other bands express their views. And the people that are there are expressing a view just by even being there The patches all over their clothes, you know, whatever, tattoos, their attitude in general, you know, so it's, it, there's a lot going on. I mean, to us, what, what we say and what we do is totally serious, you know I mean? Like, it's totally real at least, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's real, it's not just there to sing along to. Yeah, but, um, but you know, I mean, people, a lot of people, I mean, I think they realize for the most part that it is that we are trying to say something that we want them to think about or consider at minimum, whether they agree with it or not, you know. And there, there is always just going to be people having fun, which is totally, they're welcome to just come and have fun too, you know, because it is still music. It is still, you know, like rock and roll, you know. It's just really fast, aggressive rock and roll. It's punk rock, you know.
0: Now, I notice you guys talk a lot about freedom and all that stuff. What do you guys mean by Freedom.
3: Kind of just the
1: freedom, really, I mean, at, at kind of the core of all of it, the really just like the freedom to just be yourself and just kind of exist in the world without, you know, any kind of like, you know, any, well, I mean, you know, you're always going to kind of be in, in some kind of harm's way at some point or another, but I mean, like, you know, at least kind of, at least a bit more freedom from like, you know, sort of like oppressive forces, basically, you know what I mean?
3: Freedom Freedom's kind of like an equal opportunity thing, like real freedom. It's not freedom for this person or that person or... You, you have this color skin so you should be free, or you live in this country and you fly this flag and you should be free. Real freedom is just like a global, it's like an idea, do you know what I mean? It means that, you know, everybody should, ha- should have the right to be the way they want to be and live the way they want to live without taking from other people, you know what I mean? Like, once once your rights start to go into someone else's life, then that's when it stops and it's not really freedom anymore then it's fascist. You know, if you're if you're trying to control somebody else, like, oh, my idea of freedom is stomping on your face. That's not freedom. You know, people think things like that, but, you know, like, for instance, what our what our government does to a lot of other countries, you know, it's not freedom at all. They go over there and they drop a bunch of bombs on them or something. There's, there's no freedom in that, you know what I mean? Like, they say it's for our freedom, but yet half the time the citizens don't back up those ideas or, or even half the time know why it's happening at all. You know, so when we say freedom, you know, we really mean, like, you know that that old version of freedom that people had like a long time ago, like yeah,
2: not not the American version of freedom. It's yeah, it's cool.
3: not American freedom; it's, it's real freedom. It's not like a freedom it's trademark. Just no freedom, it's just freedom. Yeah, do it. Do what you need to do. Do what you want to do.
1: <clears throat> Being be free. You know, I mean, it's you know, kind of really at the core of what it is. You know, that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, well, that's pretty much all the stuff I have lined up. Is there any other things you guys want to talk about uh, before we end it?
3: Well, yeah, our album, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be bringing it out, we're gonna, like, bring a bunch of them out with us on the road and stuff like that, you know, and it's got a lot of stuff to think about in it it's got a lot of, like, you know lyrical content and stuff like that it's got a lot of, like, good stuff to listen to musically you know, so hopefully we're gonna get that out there and people get used to, uh you know, some of the songs, so you can play them and have, have fun, like letting people maybe sing along if they want to or whatever. The, the first song I played here tonight was Fight for Your Mind. It, we've been playing that one a while now, so people are getting kind of used to it. And that's like the first song on our, on our new album. So it's kind of getting, it's getting in there a little bit, you know. And <clears throat> we just we, we put out a lot of stuff for people to think about, you know. And so hopefully they'll read the words and stuff and they'll actually consider a lot of the ideas that we're talking about.
0: Speaking of on the road, where where are you guys going?
1: Uh, next stop is uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. We're playing uh, the Fix, so and it's uh, it's also with uh, Funeral Dress and the Crumbums and Ghouls. So,
0: is that where you're touring with? Who you're touring with right now?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's
0: who. Did you want to say something?
2: Oh, I just wanted to thank all of the, our fans and whatnot for the support. Uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them.
3: Yeah. Definitely, like in the LA area, we have like a lot of people. Yeah. Who totally are you know are they're pretty down with it it seems like you know what i mean we see like you know shirts or patches or just like they're like hey good show and we'll actually shake hands with them you know and and you can tell you know they're glad we came out and because we're coming out for them so you know it's it's cool to see that they're actually like hey thanks it's a mutual thing so it's cool it's good we always like to come to la that's good
0: let speaking speak about the fans where can the fans find you
3: <laughs> where can they find us what do you mean, like, on, on, on the online? Like, where can they
0: find your albums or merch or anything like that?
3: Technically, they should be able to find the albums in record stores, you know? Like, we don't, we don't sell them in any, like, super giant record stores like Walmart or anything weird like that. But, but, I mean, they should be able to get a hold of them. Unfortunately, they probably can't as much as they should be able to. Because the record label is still, you know, kind of small, DIY record label.
2: Like interpunk or interpunk or you, can you know.
1: Get a hold of us too. I mean, we have like we we're on MySpace and and all that stuff. And what's the MySpace? Is a slash, uh slash resilience official, and uh, you can also get it at uh, this guy's shop here too. Uh, Who's this guy? Oh, Fury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can you can get it there too. It has a MySpace too. I I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's on there. <laughs>
0: that they can find find your MySpace and find his they
1: can, they, can, they can like just message us I mean a lot of times you know yeah. like on the first album actually the never give in on the back of it you know it even says you know just you know here's an address if you you know if you yeah. send yeah. this out we'll, we'll that send
3: that it yeah. send, they'll send cash you know for shirts and CDs and stuff and it's like a weird concept to a lot of people now these days but I mean that, it was like that a lot like when we were all younger you know like you go and maximum rock and roll and say send three dollars for this seven inch. And a stamp, you know, and they would send it to you. And it's, like, a trust thing that you get in the underground that you don't get in a lot of other, like, types of underground, you know, or types of culture. You know, that, like, you're going to send out this 10 or 12 bucks and you're going to get an actual shirt. And we, you know, we fold it up and we stick it in there and we throw in a free sticker or whatever. And we've sold tons of them that way. we sold the most of them online on, like, Interpunk and stuff like that because it's easy to get, it's quick, you know, for people that way. That's, like, the majority of them. And then probably... on on tour, you know what I mean? That's where you you sell the most of them. People are there, they just saw the show, they're kind of hyped up still, you know, and so it's kind of like, shit, I like that, I'll check it out, you know?
0: I guess that about wraps up the show for today. Today you've been listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack. Not much of me, (laughs) but a lot of them, Resilience. And uh, I guess we'll just end it off with the, the last song off of your first album, the Pissed Poor Anthem. I think it's a great show, Andrew, what do you think?
3: Uh... That's a great what? Show Ender?
0: Radio Show Ender.
3: (laughs) Oh, oh, that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That's just like a big, angry song at the world that you live in when you're just pissed and you feel like you're at the bottom and you just want to say, fuck
0: you.
2: That's what most kids want to hear, too.
0: So we'll let them hear it. This is is, uh, the Pissed Poor Anthem by Resilience, and you've been listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack. You can check out my website at www.punkrockdemo.com. And you can send me an email at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. And this is the Pissed Poor Anthem, and I'll see you all next week.
4: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now, and go to the window, open
5: it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to like this anymore! We are the poor We've been kicked down And we won't take more. We are the angry We are the proud Stomping through the street Fucking yelling out loud
4: i not
5: DON'T Jetzt können wir uns mal was Machst du nicht, hast du viel Geld wollen Hast du schwer, wurde der letzte Kron Job, kein Geld, keine Wollung in sich Sieh wie du kaltest, wenn du dich nicht verlegt Wie du versprichst, führst dir das auf früher Grab that